I'm Amy. Hey, I'm Erica. Sorry we missed you at happy hour this week. Oh yeah, you weren't there. Bummer. But no worries, we've got you covered. Yeah, we're rewinding this week's happy hour chat. The dish on pop culture. True crime. Hot topics in the news. And of course, podcasts. So, pour yourself a glass and... Cheers! You're listening to Happy Hour Rewind. Happy New Year. All of our Happy Hour slash Podcast Rewind Rewinders. Welcome to our favorite show of the year. I'm Erica. That's Amy. Hey! And we're going to talk about 2019, y'all. We sure are. We have the biggest smiles on our faces right now because this is our third annual (gasps) New Year's Eve Rewind of the Rewind. New Year, new us. New Year, new pod. New pod. Who who dis? (laughs) So we started 2019 as Podcast Rewind and we're ringing it out as Happy Hour Rewind. Yeah, last Don't worry. We did have like horns last year. We will save you this year. We are wearing party hats. Lies. lies. I'm telling so many lies. You can lie so much on social media and most certainly on a podcast. Amy and I, our faces are beat. We are in our beautiful gold sparkly dresses. Yeah. Not jammies at all. I am not in my <laughs> New Year's jammies. Um, you know what? It's it's our New Year's Eve episode, and as I was saying earlier, it's our third annual. This is becoming one of my favorite holiday traditions, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's mine as well. It's so fun to have a reason to drink champagne, mm-hmm. always. At home. At home, <laughs> in my pajamas, and talking about my favorite things, us, this show, and the last year. And podcasts. And podcasts, of course. Of course. As that is a given. <laughs> As that is a must. You know what one of my other favorite things to do is? No. Drink champagne. I knew that, you guys. I'm a liar face. Amy okay. is about to do a thing, y'all. It's, and a, it's a tradition. Please, everybody, say a quick prayer. She is about to pop a bottle of Brut Rosé on air. I say live in quotes. But we always love to have a bottle of champagne while we're ringing in the new year. I know better group of people to ring this in with than y'all. That's right. So this will serve as our drink of the week for our 2019 Rewind. Here we go. Everybody's bracing. Yes. I did it perfect Perfection. as I always do. My darling, yes. may I pour for you? Please pour us a glass of nothing but the finest Corbel Brut Rosé. It is, of course, our drink of the week, our drink of the year, our drink of our lifetime. Our favorite thing in the entire world, a really delicious glass of champagne. Thank you for vamping while I pour very carefully this champagne. Y'all, we hope you are imbibing on this New Year's Eve and also partaking in a bubbly, whether it's a beer or a champagne. Y'all do you. Yeah, no better way to ring in the New Year. This is bottle 17. (laughs) Yeah, guys, we have already been uh, drinking. Drinking. Well, what else is new? Yeah, we are who we are. That is true. Um, so who we are, <laughs> as we've mentioned, is Erica, you, Hi. Amy, me, um, hosts of formerly Podcast Rewind and currently Happy Hour Rewind. We've gone through a transformation this year as we mm-hmm. are about to transform from 2019 into 2020. Um, let's remind our listeners why we've changed it up a little bit this year. Yeah. So we have. Real quick though. Cheers. Your Perfection. Fave. My favorite. Have a sip. I love a cheers. Y'all know that if you've been listening, as long as I think you have, if it's not a good like clink, I week. have to make Amy redo it. Yeah, she does. Okay. 
Go ahead, Eve. So tell, we started out Podcast Rewind. Amy and I loved drinking and talking about podcasts at happy hours. It was our favorite thing to do in the entire world. Started the show talking about podcasts. In the past year, we kind of went to a different format where we were using podcasts to educate ourselves mm-hmm. about major topics going on in the world, especially pop culture. And that continued to evolve because one should always be growing and evolving as a person and as a podcast. And Never early, stop. late in the year, we kind of evolved more into a true happy hour show. You guys, unfortunately, only get to drink with us one day a week. We wish you could drink with us more. It would kind of be the best. But yeah. we wanted to invite you in to what a real happy hour looks like. And this year, we've switched and we're talking so much more about pop culture. Maybe even the podcasts that we loved this week or what's going on. But we just wanted to be more grab baggy and, as we call it, a chat cast. And able to talk about ourselves so much. Yeah. As as much as we loved being We gather sh- you guys are into us. <laughs> That's why you're here, right? <laughs> as much as we both love podcasts, and we're certainly going to talk about podcasts tonight on oh, yeah. our Rewind, because Eric and I are both such avid listeners, we realized that we love so many other things. We love the stuff we see on Netflix. Yeah. We love books and movies and all sorts of things that we really sit down and chat about truly on our happy hour time together. We realized that you guys as the listeners weren't getting enough out of us unless we open up and share more than just yes. our favorite podcasts and what we learn from them. To share all of you with us, we need to talk about more. So we've made a, con- a, a transition that I think is so great for the future. So fun, too. And while we sit in our podcast nook, I love that we have an homage to where we came from with the blanket that we received um, from Best Friend of the Pod, Beth, with our original, our OG OG podcast rewind logo. So we always know where we came from. And we'll never forget. Just like you said, as we're marching forward to 2020, this podcast will keep marching forward, too. Yeah. So in the past on our show, we've kind of recapped our favorite episodes we've done in the past or even our favorite podcasts that we've listened to but now that we're happy hour rewind we want to dabble in something a little bit different yes but what's what's the difference (laughs) we're gonna talk more (laughs) pop culture stuff we are gonna talk more (laughs) pop culture stuff um so with that being said we don't want to forget where we came from so we do want to share with you you know we've done 45 five-ish because sometimes mama needs a break here or there episodes this year and we just want to touch on some of the most favorite that we've done throughout the year that we've loved and that honestly guys sometimes we still can't stop talking about that's right it's always great to look back into the year that you've just had and so while we've transitioned we still want to remember everything that happened in 2019 on this show that's where we're going to start um so, Amy, so much to come. Yes. Why don't you tell me one of your favorite shows that we did this year? Okay, so early on in 2019, uh-huh. I think we had one of our most breakthrough shows, one of the most talked about shows in the sense of I think we got more feedback on this show than we had any other episode we put out. And that was episode 58 um, on January 29th of uh-huh. 19, the Sugar Babies episode. Which you titled so perfectly. Sugar, sugar. Oh, honey, honey. That is right. So Erica and I dive deep into the world of sugar babies. We read articles. We listened to podcasts. And at the end of the day, we took a quiz and realized we're We're not not sugar sugar baby material. But we had so much fun talking about that 
underground world and discussing like, is it prostitution? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, sure it is, but also, you know, it's a it's a victimless cl- victimless crime if yeah. you could call it a crime. I wouldn't call it a crime. I'd call it a fucking hustle. And <laughs> it's these girls honestly, Amy, one of my top ones that I wrote too, because we've talked about this off the show, but the number of like older men in my DMs off of this show mm-hmm. was astounding. And I was like, well, if you're going to slide into the DM, do you got cash behind that? Or do you just want to sugar baby me without the coin and just no the general interest that you know people who i weren't even realize were listening to our yes. show in my real life were like oh so i hear your podcast <laughs> and i have more questions about sugar babies <laughs> which you and i both die a little inside when like an older guy talks to you about it like in the real world and you're like oh my god you're old enough to be my dad. Please don't talk to me about this and go away. I just really think it goes to show, sorry, not to be a man hater, but just like how how simple men's oh minds God, are yes. when they hear two women talking about the um, sugar baby world. They're like, yes, but could I start to pay you to go out with me? And I'm like, hi, I'm 35 years old. And not I a sugar took, baby. took the quiz on air, not material. You heard. But okay, you're excited anyhow. Yes. It's so, <laughs> guys, just the weird things I was getting in my DMs. I was like, oh, God, was so please, please no. <laughs> Erica, what was one of your favorite shows we did this year? One of my favorites that, you know, when I would tell people about our show mm-hmm. and they would say, where should I start? This is one of the number one episodes that I would point them to. And this is You Spin Me Right Round, <gasps> our episode about – Flat Earthers. That's right. Episode 64 that we put out on April 23rd. It's on my list oh, as well. What a gem of a show. Just watching Behind the Curve on Netflix, I could have talked about it for days. And it days. sparked one of my favorite pods that we did this year. That's right. So I would love to – that documentary on Netflix, Beyond the Curve, is one of the most fascinating things yes. that I saw in 2019. Um we can't put it really on the 2019 like pop culture list because it didn't come out this year. No. But you and I found it this yes. year and we created an episode around it and this like subculture of people who really truly believe in the earth being flat, they're super wrong. Yo, so wrong. But it was so much fun to create a show around that. Oh, I loved it so much. But what would you say is another one that you really enjoyed? Well, you know, I will skip ahead to when we actually became Happy Hour Rewind. One of our first shows we titled It's a Podcast, Pamela. (laughs) And we put that out on October 29th. And we named it It's a Podcast, Pamela because we were talking about this idiot who tweeted something online about Trump and the entire world came at her about like it's a it's a gay bar Pamela (laughs) that she was referring to that you know wouldn't get her money anymore but when I think back on that episode what I really loved about it is that you and I had a very structured outline for how that show was gonna go Mm -hmm. but we were jiving off of each other so much that we started hand signaling over the table and we cut off our last three um Topics. Topics that we were going to talk about because we got into talking about TGIF uh, yep. sitcoms from the 90s. And, you know, this show is really based in the fact that you and I are of the Zenial generation. Yeah. And we explained what that is in one of our first podcast them- thematical episodes that we did. Yeah. 
And um, we keep bringing up the fact that we belong in this like micro generation of, mm-hmm. of zennials. We're not millennials and we're not Gen X. We have this weird cusp in the middle. Yeah. And on It's a Podcast Pamela back in October, we really just – we went off the rails we of did. our so outline fun. and we just were like, we were doing this like hand signal over the table, <laughs> like, let's keep going on this. Let's keep Sorry going. Sorry we're not a YouTube page, guys. You would really get to see so much more. I, it was one of my favorite episodes to record with you this year. That's so funny. I really enjoyed doing A Visco Girl Who Lost Jesus when we flipped over our format and we were able to start bringing people into like the true happy hour scenarios that we find ourselves in off of the show. Mm-hmm. When... An acquaintance of mine told me that I needed to find Jesus in order to find a husband. And I had to explain to her that I did not know I lost him. And that (laughs) was all on me. My apologies to everybody, including Matt Damon. I did not mean to lose him. And it was just so great to kind of hear from everybody how much they love to know so much more about really what happens at our happy hours. You know, based on a true happy hour is kind of what we call it. Very Law and Order-esque. I was just going to say that's one of my new favorite segments that we do now yes. is based on a true happy hour. These stories like rip from our true headlines of our <laughs> actual lives. Um, and like we're just so much more than podcasters. We're happy hour goers. Heavy, who just heavy drinkers. Heavy drinkers. <laughs> just girls who run into these crazy things. And I think it's one of those things where like, we all have these crazy scenarios and it's so good for others to know like they're not alone with these weird situations that they find themselves in. Mm-hmm. And so guys, we are willing to put ourselves on the line and get into some weird shit for you. I want to mention one more show that we did this year that it, it aches my heart and I can't get over it because it was one of my favorite oh, to record. I know, sweetie. I know. Guys, get out of <laughs> tissue for Amy. I so so back in May we put out an episode called "You Have No Business Climbing Everest" <laughs> and nobody does. Um, actually, I take that back. It was episode seventy, and we released it June twelfth. But it was based off this again. It was a pop culture moment of twenty nineteen. This picture that was released in late May of this lineup, this the, traffic the jam, queue? the queue, <laughs> if you will, to go to the summit of Mount Everest. Um, this year on Everest was one of the like best years yes. uh, weather-wise that they've had in quite a long time to climb Everest. And so many people went to do that that actually it resulted in one of the highest death counts mm-hmm. on the mountain that we've seen in recent years. And that picture really, I think, took over the world by storm of all these people waiting in the death zone yeah. as we learned what that was. Uh, for over two hours just to climb to the summit. And you and I dove deep into the logistics of climbing Everest. The money. The money that it takes and the toll that it's taking on the um, mountain itself as far as garbage. Mm -hmm. And uh, we watched documentaries. We listened to podcasts. We read articles. And unfortunately, that is one of our lowest rated shows of the year. And I will not stop being bummed out about it because it was one of my very favorite to research and record. I mean, it did well in the end, but like when we first did that show, we were hoping it was going to kick off because there was this buzz Mm -hmm. about Everest. So we're like, yeah, great. We have thoughts too. And poor little Amy every week was just like, justice for Everest. Hashtag justice for Everest show. Yes. No, it was a good show. I thought it was super informative. I know a lot of people that also learned so much. But we also don't want to just teach everybody else about podcasts and info. We also still are consumers. 
of podcasts. All the time. I, I listen to podcasts every single day. And I'm more of the kind of podcast where I'm going to get the, you know, same host, same thing every week. And I really love it. But you really like to dive deep into more of like a serial, like a 10-parter, an 8-parter. That's right. You know, we've said this so many times on our show in, in previous dialogue, but one of the reasons that you and I both became kind of obsessed with podcasts is a podcast called Serial, yep. followed up by S-Town and a couple of others that were uh, seriotic, if that's a word, in know. nature, in the sense that a story is told over 8 to 12 episodes yeah. and then the story is over, sort of like yes. a mini series. And so I, like you, I have my certain podcasts that I love that are the same hosts. I love a lot of pop culture recap podcasts. You guys all know that. But I did have some of these serial-like podcasts that I listened to that just took me away this year. One of them is season two of Over My Dead Body. And I think I talked about it on the show. That was about Joe Exotic who ran a uh, wild cat uh, refugee kind of place. Well, a zoo, basically. Yeah, and then another woman who ran a refugee, to your point, or a, a, a like a, a safe place for these people that kept you know, yeah. wild cats as pets, and she would rescue them and had a sanctuary. That's the word I'm looking for, sanctuary. Okay. And how the two of them got in this big fight, and Joe Exotic winds up dying, and the six-part podcast from Wondery was like, I couldn't stop listening to it. What did, did you, do you have something you couldn't stop listening to this year? I don't. I kind of got out of the serial kind right. of things this year. I mean, I really stuck with my, you know, you got me hooked on um, True Crime Obsessed. Yes, I sure And now did. we're going to go see them when they come here I next know. year, which I'm so excited about. The Morning Toast, love my pop culture stuff. But those um, serial ones, I mean, of course, I loved the one about the shrink next door. Mm-hmm. That one was a really great one. But I would say it might have been the only one this year that I really hooked my teeth into. I'll argue with you because you listened to The Dropout. <gasps> well, okay. About You're Elizabeth right. Holmes. I did. I consumed everything I could about Elizabeth Holmes. Not yes. just podcasts, interviews on you. I mean, I would eat lunch at work and watch like clips of her on like 2020 and like instead exactly. of like, anything I could do with Elizabeth Holmes. So let's move into the next thing that we want to do. Speaking of Elizabeth Holmes and how we couldn't get enough of that. Yeah. We want to talk about the pop culture of the year 2019 and at least what you and I grabbed onto yeah. are OMGs and WTFs. Yeah, what the fucks? Of the things that we saw, experienced, in took yes. in 2019. So Elizabeth Holmes and the podcast that drop out is a great transition. Um, there were fucking, a, you know, ABC, like you said, interviews and so much, like, you start. Talk about Elizabeth Holmes. I can't Holmes. even understand how this woman kind of like wormed her way into Stanford and then like within five seconds of being there decided she was going to change the like game when it came to diagnosis. Like she had this whole idea the that this industry. Theranos machine would pinprick your finger, get a drop of blood, and do all of your diagnoses at a Walgreens. And I mean, honestly, that sounds like a like sharks – Today I have prepared for you, Theranos, <laughs> are we in? It's very Shark Tank. It sure is. But she had no proof behind it. And the amount of money this woman was able to just intake and like siphon CEOs and CFOs and lawyers from major companies because she was so captivating. But when you saw her, she was a messy bitch in a turtleneck and a bun. And it was how she convinced everybody it was truly the story. 
Right. Well, and how she idolized Steve Jobs. So yes. she was wearing that turtleneck. Turtle and the, one of the most fascinating things about her was how she would drop her voice very low. And she yes. had this very fake um, persona of who she really was. And while all of the things that she did didn't happen in 2019, yeah. it feels like it came to light and it all took a moment in the spring mm-hmm. of this year. And you and I were in to talk about it. I mean, I took myself to lunch one day to like a pokey restaurant <laughs> with my laptop and earbuds, fully got like a pokey bowl and just was watching like 2020 videos. Like I knew people who walked by and they're like, hey, what's up? I'm like, hi, I'm very busy working right now. Watching a video about like Theranos. Everyone leave me alone. You were also texting me like, Amy, when you have a free moment, <laughs> get on board. Elizabeth Holmes, her voice, you're going to lose you're your You're like, I'm shit. in a meeting. I was like, well, walk out of the meeting. What's wrong with you? I said that there is a thing. This is more important. This is so much more important. Um, okay, can we talk about another WTF from this year? Yeah. Erica. Amy. You turned me on to a Netflix documentary, and I'm still not okay. Yeah. It was called Abducted in Plain Sight. <laughs> okay. So, January I was, of 2019. I was just talking about this. I um, went to go see a college friend this past weekend here in Florida, and we were talking about documentaries and shows on Netflix, and I was like, but yeah, have you seen Abducted in Plain Sight? And her biggest fear is being abducted. She's okay, a redhead. <laughs> Face, but she feels very connected to Face on the Milk Carton. Rachel, she's oh, been on the show before. Yes. She feels like that's her biggest fear. And I had to explain to her, but this is like a comedy. But it's real. <laughs> so you've got Jane. It's a comedy with nothing being funny. It's, like it's just real. You've got this Mormon family. They find another Mormon family in their church that they connect with. Mom and dad both oddly. By the way, too long, didn't read. Here's your, you know, Cliff's notes. Mom and dad have a weird relationship with this other dad, Mr. B, or they just call him B. Their neighbor and, their, and fellow in the church. church. Yeah. And he gets very obsessed with their daughter, Jane, mm-hmm. and who he then decides to call Dolly. Ugh. He abducts her one day. He says, we're going to go horseback riding. Doesn't bring her home for a couple of days. Mom doesn't call the cops because she doesn't want to stir up any drama. She doesn't want to bother anybody. I don't he took your baby. Bother. But he took your baby. Yeah, but... Brings her back from Mexico. There's a whole big debacle. The FBI is involved. Yada, yada, yada. Takes her again. So it's, this man kidnapped this girl twice. And you guys, like, that's the bake, the synopsis. That's so great. But this documentary, as we said when we talked about it on the podcast earlier this year, it has everything. Guys, yeah. it has aliens. Yes. It has Mormons. Yep. It has nuns. It has nuns. <laughs> Weird. It has forced homosexuality. Mm-hmm. It has um, necking. It has necking. <laughs> yep. Yep. It has MTV's Dan Cortez. We've got pedophilia. <laughs> yep. It's like if you have any weird thing you like to watch, go watch Abducted yeah. in Plain Sight because all the weird is there. All Stephane of the weird. from SNL couldn't even come up with the weird that is in this documentary. And it is 45 minutes. It's a light read, if you will. It's just, it'll leave you a different person. It is, because you're also just like, well, this wasn't real, right? And then you're like, oh my God, it's so real. They made a book and a documentary about it. And it was captivating. So many people were talking about this in the office. This was water cooler fodder. Exactly. That's, I mean, and that's what we're talking about. Like, these are the things in 2019 that everybody stopped and went, 
I, I, we have to talk about this. Yes. I have something else we all talked about. In can the, I guess it? Yes, you can. Would it be the Dueling Fire Festival documentaries from Hulu and Netflix? This is why you're my best friend. Hell yeah, it you is. You know where my brain is going. Cheers, my friend. So in January, February of this year, both Hulu and Netflix dropped dueling documentaries about the doomed fire festival that took place in what 2017 yeah it was like a two year later documentary we all talked shit on fire festival in 2017 and then we got to do it again in 2019 i believe we were already podcasters in 2017 yes when the picture of the sad uh, ham and cheese hit the internet no bread and cheese there was no ham sweets oh, there, was there was not no, a protein to be found no protein but, you know, it all kind of came out, this weird thing. Ja Rule is involved. Why? Why? Why is there pigs in water? We there, don't know. So these Instagram influencers, including Kylie, not Kylie, Kendall, Kendall Jenner, Jenner. and Bella Hadid. Bella Hadid, that there was going to be a brand new music festival to rival, let's say, Coachella. Coachella. Coachella in the ocean, basically. We're talking... Bahamas. Yes, exactly. Like, this is the new premier elite music festival. All these bands were supposedly signed for this thing, and it went to absolute shambles. Yeah. So, not to tell you exactly what Firefest is, because you should you know. know. Um, but You've the, seen documentaries. But we need to talk about the docs that dropped oh, this year so and how really the star of all of it was Andy King. <sighs> Andy King, who admitted to the camera that he was about to suck off a Bahamian governor for pallets of, of water. water. <laughs> Which made every single person question their dedication to their job at the end of the day. Absolutely. <laughs> that became, I would say, the meme of the first quarter oh, of 2019. I need you to know how many times I used gifts of him in my Instagram stories of him just like popping up and kind of like tilting his head and then like popping back down and him just when going, I would post something that I'd be like I don't know do I like this or you know his just his quote I think was I was about to do what I needed, needed to, to do. do I mean there um, so many memes are it's like employer how far are you willing to go for the job me and then just a photo of his face as he's telling you he's ready to suck dick for pallets of water. We also have a new phrase in the pop culture lexicon, Amy, which Leonidas. is when you have been lied to, you may now say, I was bamboozled and led astray. Thanks to Ja Rule in his bullshit conference call while he's firing all these poor Firefest people who have not been paid yet. <laughs> After the doomed festival was over, I mean, both documentaries told a little bit of a different story. Yes. Because, you know, one of them had Billy, what's his last name? The guy that, yeah, the guy that ran the thing, Billy. The other did not, but it was produced by Fuck Jerry Media, who actually did have a stake themselves. They did a lot of the the marketing for the show. Right, in the actual festival. So both documentaries definitely had some bias to them. Yes. But they were both uh, informative and fascinating. It became one of those things like, well, are you Hulu or are you Netflix? When everyone it came down to the documentary, it. it was like everyone was watching both. But then you had a side that you were picking. It was, it was fascinating. It was very OMG and what the fuck at the exact same time. Can we agree maybe that 2019 has delivered us some of the most WTF 
documentaries that we've seen in quite a while. Oh, I could not agree more. I think it's because where there is a demand, people are going to line up and start producing the most amazing documentaries. One of them being The Great Hack this year, all about understanding the Cambridge Analytica situation with Facebook and how our election may have been turned on a dime due to Facebook ads. I still have actual fear in my heart when I go online, thanks to The Great Hack. We did a show dedicated to The Great Hack. And to be honest with you, I watched the documentary, I researched enough to talk to you about it, and I sometimes still feel like I don't completely understand how it happened and how my interactions online might be... I definitely am more aware of how in the future the things that I put online now may come back yeah. to haunt me or why I'm getting certain ads or certain promotions sure. online. But I still, after watching it, don't feel like I completely understand because it's it's almost like trying to understand the universe. Yeah, it's, it's so many so zeros big. and ones. It's yes. big. It's also so much, when it comes down to it, hard for anybody who I think – is raised in a Facebook era. We were some of the first people to adapt Facebook and social media mm-hmm. due to the fact of the EDU of it all. And with Facebook z- and needing to have that. Zenials. Very Gen X, Zennial, mm-hmm. very old millennials. But then um, we don't – very old millennials. Well, <laughs> we are Zennials. I wasn't talking about us. I was talking about millennials who are old. We're Zennials. <laughs> we t- already talked about that, Amy. Um, but I think also I know so many boomers – who go to Facebook for news. You and I both go to the news for news. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what this whole documentary explained, that um, we had the news coming at us. We understood Facebook was for, like, photos and poking on a, a friend or writing on a wall and just, like, hey, here's the photos from this week's party. But then, like, people have adopted it to be their everyday everything. And then I can see that, you know, when I'm with my family, my older family members, like, boomers, Post on Facebook and do things so much more. I post on Facebook three to four times a month. Sure. And so I do believe that it kind of explained away how people who are of an older generation are the ones that got hacked. It's not us. I think so too. Well, I I do think there are people of our generation who are less woke, I will say, than us. But I, you know, I think you and I both being in professional careers have curbed our social media use over time to be a lot more um, judicious, cognizant, yeah. cognizant, that's a great word, totally. of what we post and what we don't. Because when I was younger, you know, I see it coming up in my memories on my Instagram and my Facebook about all the, yeah. I, would, I posted every single thought that I had or every single place that I was. I was constantly posting on Foursquare, my location. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. Even when I'm at no. a place, I very rarely geotag myself. Because I'm so much more aware of those dangers and the great ha- – while I already thought that I was aware, watching that great hack documentary um, made me legitimately terrified. <laughs> now, I will tell you, you know, a week or so ago, my dad went to the hospital with my grandmother just for a checkup for something, but mm-hmm. tagged him at the hospital with my grandmother and, like, checked in at the hospital. I was like, what are you doing? I'm at work, and I just see my dad at the hospital with my grandmother, and of course I'm freaking out, and commented like, the fuck? Maybe you message your family first before you check in. Before you tell the world. And then it was like, oh no, it was just a routine checkup, and I I allowed that to go. Later, I screenshotted his Facebook post, sent it to the entire family, his siblings, my sibling, family members, and was like, as the person on this thread, who has had social media longer than all of you, we're done. 
That's we no right. longer check in at hospitals. We don't tell people where we are with sensitive documents because all of you are idiots and still have like maiden names and your mother's maiden name and maybe half of your social security number in your profile <laughs> and your first concert you ever went to and your dog's first name. Like we are fucking done. And if you think that this social media is for fun and for games, you're an idiot. And all of the adults were like, heard, 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 10-4, 10-4, 10-4. My brother was like, thank you. And I was like, idiots, we're fucking done with this shit. You just reminded me of something. This was not on our list, but may I? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? This was also in 2019. It was the beginning of this year. A whole bunch of these, this is probably the Russians that put it out, having listened to the Red Hat. Oh, the Facetune stuff? Oh, well, the Facetune thing. Well, like, here's what you can look like when you're old? Right, but it was just the Russians gathering facial recognition. But no, I was going to talk about something else. There was this big rash of, like, cute quizzes that were coming out at the beginning of the year that it was like, find your Star Wars name, the... First letter is the street you grew up on. The uh-huh. second letter is your mother's maiden name. And the third letter is the high school mascot that uh-huh. you had. And so people would say, oh, A-R-M. Yeah. I just put my initials in a weird order. But then it would be like, so this is my name. So then all you have to do is go back and say, oh, okay. They uh-huh. Basically, a hacker then could has more information, yes. at least towards the first letter, of the street you grew up on, your mother's maiden name, and your high school mascot. When I sign into my bank account for the first time, when I set up my profile with... What's it want, Amy? What's what? When you have your security questions, what do they want to know? Exactly my point. Yes. When you sign up with any new profile with something serious like a bank account... Any sort of online thing that wants to make sure that you give them information about you that could mm-hmm. identify, only you could identify yes. yourself by. Yes. The common questions are, what's your first car? What's your mother's maiden name? What city were you born in? What's your best friend's best name? Friend's name? So all of these questions mm-hmm. were popping up on these cute little things like, find your Find your stripper name yeah. based on these things. And everybody was answering mm-hmm. online. And it was like, you idiots. You I, idiots. You're giving the hackers all of the info that they need to, to know. And my it. favorite part about that, this happened a couple years ago. People were like, your very first concert that you ever went to. Mm-hmm. And then people would post a couple of days later after seeing it. Fine, I'll give in. My first concert was in sync. Give in to what? Nobody put a fucking gun to your head to give the hackers your information. And I remember I posted, like, thanks, everybody, for all of your information. I look forward to diving deep into your iTunes account and your Gmail. Exactly. And people are like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you're an idiot. Move on. Like, yep. Get off my page. You know what? Why don't you unfriend me? Yeah. I can't be friends with you. You're fucking idiots. I don't have the energy to block you. But you know what? Let's... Yes. So much did happen this year that definitely made Amy and I a little like, ugh. But so many things did happen that were kind of great. Yeah, no- and one of them... We have, oh, well, are you? Are we still talking about OMGs and what the fuck? Yeah, but okay, fine, but, by all means, take it away. <laughs> no, 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 I thought you wanted to move on to something else. No, no go ahead, I was going to talk about the fact that Disney Plus came out this year uh, and kind of really kicked back up the streaming wars of it all. There's so much going on. NBC is starting, God, I think it's called Peacock, which is a stupid fucking name. Sounds and a little They're horny. taking away The Office and Friends from all of us on Netflix. But 
in retaliation, Disney did come out with their own streaming service and gifted us this tiny six-inch baby gem, Baby Yoda. Baby and it is Yoda. the cutest thing in the entire world. We ended 2019 on the bang of the most adorable memes. Baby Yoda memes can live on forever and I will be a-okay. 100%. So The Mandalorian on Ugh. Disney Plus is... You know, a like show we've ex- never watched, but we just really like Baby Yoda. <laughs> and I never will. But the Baby Yoda memes that exploded in November of this year have been delicious. Oh my you God. know how much I Would love to use that word. the Baby Yoda. Yes. And I'm so sorry just for shaking my head at you. I was like, I'm not done with our <laughs> like, year in well, pop no, culture. Well, no, me neither. No, my, I wanted to my talk bad. about fun stuff. And honestly, nothing has been more great this year than just sending Baby Yoda memes back and forth with my brother, who's a huge Star Wars fan. And we were just obsessed. He's called the child, not Baby Yoda, but we're obsessed with Baby Yoda. But even like Disney and merchandise is like, yeah, okay, Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Uh, You're absolutely right that Baby Yoda has taken over like the Star Wars, like whole con. Like I actually attended Star Wars Celebration in April this year because I was working there. But it's like nobody knew that Baby Yoda was coming. And now a big part of me wants to attend the next Star Wars celebration yes. to see all the Baby Yoda cosplay. I want to see like a little Baby Yoda like come out on stage oh, and be like Baby have, Yoda I am. They're going to have his little like uh, cradle yes. and a Mandalorian pushing around Ugh. Baby Yoda. People are going to dress their dogs as Baby Yoda. It's been so fun. Well, while we're talking about Baby Yoda, should we talk about the fact that 2019 – for nerds is an epic year and also a a very heartbreaking a heartbreaking year a lot of these amazing shows movies trilogies cult favorites Mm -hmm. all came to an end i mean and i an avengers series ended this year with endgame the big bang theory ended this year and honestly two weeks ago the Star Wars, you can't even say trilogy anymore. We just hit episode nine. Mm-hmm. Really came to well, an end. And people who have been putting time into a series since the 70s saw one of their favorite things really tie up with a bow and say thank you. Yeah, so it's the Skywalker saga. Yes. I believe they're titling the, yeah, they the nine they're episode the thing. So, you know, Eric and I, like, we dabble in the world of nerdism. Like, I like a, an Avengers movie. I like a yeah. Marvel movie. I like to see the Star Wars as they come out to know what's going on. Um, another thing that ended this year that was heartbreaking and controversial was Game of Thrones. Yeah. After, I think, seven seasons they had. If that's the number you want to say. Because well, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but you I'm know, not a Game of thrones You and I have talked about this before. Like None of these things have really been our passion. But, I haven't gone to cons by any means, but they've meant things to me. Right. Yes. You know, like, I'm a Harry Potter person, mm-hmm. and back in the day, I was a Twilight person. <laughs> uh, I, like, never, like, invested money into that stuff. But, you know, a, a lot of these people who, I'm going to say nerds, but I really don't mean that in a derogatory way. Uh, no, nerds are the coolest things, honestly, right now. Like, like they're they, having the rise. Right. They love this stuff, and, you know, you and I have always said, let people have their thing. Yeah. I don't have a problem if you love yeah. your thing. Let me have my pumpkin spice latte in the fall. I want fall. my iced coffee and avocado toast and up off my junk. All right. And you can have your GOT and yeah. your Star Wars and your Avengers Endgame. So for the people, though, that really love that stuff, I recognize that this is 
a year of celebration and of mourning for yeah, them. It really is. With so much of like the nerd averse yeah. <laughs> kind of closing up and, you know, look, the nerd kingdom is not over. Because yeah. we already know that Marvel is putting out more movies. It's oh, just yeah, like the, the Immortals Avengers, look amazing. Right. The Avengers, more Avengers are coming. Guardians of the Galaxy is going to continue, and I think they'll probably spin off more stories. So, like, good for them. But it was a big year for nerds. It was. And, you know, all of these different facets have their version of a con, Mm -hmm. right? You've got Star Wars con. You've Uh got Comic-Con. But this year, we were gifted. We didn't make it. But we were gifted with a con that spoke to us at our deepest vibrational level, and it was... BravoCon. Bravo so BravoCon got announced, what, February? Mm-hmm. Believe, Very early. I believe it was most certainly like a shot of the week for us. Uh, I believe that it was. I actually believe. Or an I, obsession of the week, whatever we were calling it at that point in time. But I know we probably touched on it. Well, I was about to say, I think I was home in Michigan for an extended period when BravoCon was announced. Because I kind of think it was a bright light for me that I uh-huh. had to like text you about and yeah. get excited for. And then we didn't go. Um, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> we wanted to go so bad until ticket prices were announced. Ooh. And I was like, oh, mama ain't made of money. The GA tickets were like 300-ish, but went gone fast. And, and then it was VIP. like, do you want the VIP for like 1800 And maybe you can look at Andy Cohen's poop. And it was like, well, yeah, but I don't have that money. I have cats to feed. <laughs> I have rent to pay. Yeah. Oh, it's so, too soon. But BravoCon <laughs> did happen in New York City. Yes. And to your point, like, the nerds can have their thing. We get to have Bravo. Mama wants her thing. And so, you know, a lot of people that listen to this show, like, I'll say my mother, Sandy Lehman, for instance. She loves us and what we talk about. She doesn't really get the Bravo-verse. And best friend of the pod, Beth, hasn't been part of the Bravo-verse for a while. No. But the housewives are our soap operas. Oh, my God, yeah. They're they, our stories. They are the stories of, would you say this These are the dec- days of our lives. These are the days, well, of, of the tens decade, I feel like. Yes. For the women that watched their stories in the 80s, 90s, and, you know, I know that the, the daily soaps are still on, but thanks for pouring my champagne, girl. Sure. Um, the You're Housewives allowed. Saga and the Vanderpump Rules, the Below Decks, the Southern oh. Charms, these are our... Um, this just, is my pop culture. It, it is my pop culture, and we talk about it so much here on the Rewind podcast. But BravoCon happened in November of this year. I, my heart does break that we couldn't attend. Yeah. I would like to start putting 20 bucks away a week now to <laughs> attend in 2020. Yes. Because I know it was a massive hit. And yeah. thankfully, they did televise some certain pieces. Yes, so you and I nice. could kind of live there. Some other incredible Bravo stuff happened this year. For instance, our king of Bravo, Andy Cohen, had a baby. He did. And People Magazine named him the most beautiful baby. Did they really? I didn't know that. Have you seen his face? He's gorgeous. I was going to bring up that I think Andy Cohen had one of the most epic baby showers. I was listening to Andy Cohen. So he has Radio Andy on Sirius XM. And they were talking about... His baby shower and how it was a huge miss that Bravo did not go with cameras because he had every major housewife in attendance from all from all franchises. But he made sure that there was a 
recording device for his radio show yes. to be able to play that. But, like, it was a huge miss for Bravo to not throw some cameras in the faces of these women who were putting on a display. Completely agree. So two As things. As Gorga would say, on display. On, on display, display. On display. Uh, so two things about that. First of all, the there were not Bravo television cameras there, but thankfully there are cell phone recordings oh, yeah. of Lisa Rinna from Beverly Hills Housewives just being the most Lisa Rinna that we could ever ask for her to be, where she jumps on a table and screams at all of the housewives to dance, you motherfuckers. motherfuckers. He gave you, you your, your lives. He gave you your lives. Dance for Andy's fucking baby, you motherfuckers. I mean, gold. It's gold. Solid gold. Secondly, and I haven't told you this yet, um, while you're correct, there weren't cameras, there was a microphone for Radio Andy Live. Well, that's what I just said, that, like, Andy yes. had no, microphones you, for his show. Right, right, right. What I'm telling you is I heard it on um, Radio Andy the other day while I was driving Oh, somewhere. you hadn't heard I had heard it before. Oh, I hadn't heard it before. Oh, girl. So I didn't know you had heard it, so I was, yes. trying, to t- I was trying to surprise you. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Pick it up. Okay, sorry. So I kicked a thing. Um, okay, but we're back. So I was trying to tell Erica that I listened to the baby shower from Andy Cohen on um, his serious channel, and it was a hot fucking mess of oh, a show. Oh, yeah. No, it's so crazy to listen to it. Like, There's so much screaming going on in the background for the most part. I think basically he just had a hot mic in the middle of mm-hmm. the room. And so oh, yeah, sometimes, for sure. Sometimes Sonia Morgan, Son- or Morgan. Sonia Morgan is <laughs> over there just slurring into it. Then you hear Dorinda. Then you hear NeNe Leakes. Then it like cuts and it comes back and it's um, Andy Cohen and John Mayer who was like kind of one of the he only- was there one hundred percent like one of the only the only straight man probably, probably. I mean well and it's funny because it. you and I have both read Andy Cohen's books and like kind of follow him so we know he's close with a lot of celebrities other than the housewives yeah like Kelly Ripa Anderson Cooper the Fallons you know yeah. a ton yeah. of friends. But, like, for whatever reason, they had this baby shower, which I kind of thought was put on. It was for all the, like, housewives to sure. be there. But then John Mayer. <laughs> which, I like, mean, I'm sure he had a private baby shower with I, his actual celebrity He friends. did. I heard him say before that he, like, Kelly Ripa and, of course, his friends that you hear about in his books put on a true, you know, baby shower of for course, him. Of and course. this was really for the housewives to... It wasn't for Andy. It was for them to feel like they did a thing because God forbid it be about Andy Cohen for a hot fucking second when he's right. around them. Like right. that's never, no, never ever them. allowed to happen. Because of course Kyle Richards had to do the splits like she does. As always. Can we talk about one more Bravo thing before we move yes. on? Yes. Because I think we got another one of our favorite bunch of memes this year in the form of, I'm sorry, Fofty. Please so, love me Fofty. Oh, Fofty. <laughs> So what happened was 50 Cent of, you know, rapper fame. Of 50 Cent fame. Has become the candy shop. a television producer on, you know, his second round of career, I yeah. guess I would say. Because you have enough cash. Then if you know the Bravoverse, you know about Vanderbump Rules. You know about Lala Kent, who is engaged to Rand. Randall Emmett. Sure. A producer of... Movies I'll never watch. (laughs) (laughs) Because he puts Lala in them. Yeah. It's not great. And John Travolta in them. But he does work with 50 Cent for some reason and somehow. Empire is the show, I think. No, God, no. He was not 
part Whatever. of Empire. He, that, no, that's the one with like Taraji P. Henson and Jesse Smollett, who had the whole oh, Chicago thing. That whole business. With the news and the acid that wasn't real. Oh, that's another Must, 2019 oh, Jesse Smollett this year. As they say on the morning toast, mussy Smollett. Well, that, was, that was mussy. It was it, mussy as fuck. Mussy as fuck. But anyway, apparently Randall owed 50 a million dollars. And Randall didn't like how Lala, his fiance, was kind of running her mouth about the private jets, the PJs, everything. So while well, he's owed some kizash, yeah. 50 came for him. And then shared with us the text message conversation between him and a very, very terrified Randall, who, in the midst of his terrifying moments, misspelled 50 Cent and wrote, Fofty. Fofty. Hence, Foftygate, which everyone clamored to. Chrissy Teigen was on Foftygate, like, why not? Fucking goddamn rice. Comments by celebs, all over it. And I mean, betches making t-shirts. Please love me, Fofty. I mean, we were we were all Team Fofty. No one was ever Team Rand. Team Fofty. It Always. was one of the funnest weekends on social media of oh all God. year. Because we were all Team Fofty. So the entire internet got up together and banded and like <laughs> held elbows like Red Rover style. And we were like, Red Rover, Red Rover, Red Rover. Red Rover. We call Rand right fucking over with a million goddamn dollars. So there's hashtag money by Monday. Because, yes. you know, Fofty got mad at Lala yep. and came up and demanded a million dollars it was a it was a Friday night and he man, demands a million dollars by Monday. Monday by Monday. And then he releases the text conversations with Rand like I'm sorry, Fofty. <laughs> and then there Christy Teigen gets in and then it just it built and oh, built so and good. built. It's like a true great uh, a story where there's a, a expedition. <laughs> And then there's a, a climax, a build, a build to the climax, and then there's a resolution. It was perfect storytelling via social media. It was, like I said, everybody was on board, and that was the best part. Like everyone was like layering Foftygate into their own mm-hmm. Instagrams or their Facebooks. Like we all loved it, and it was just so freaking fun. It was so much fun this year to talk. I mean, like, and it came back around for somehow, and we were all like, Fofty's back! And we were just like, whatever it takes, always Team Fofty. I'm always, always Team Fofty. Yeah, I started, I've never followed Curtis Jackson, nay, 50 Cent before, but now I do just in case he goes Fofty on yes. me again. Well, so those were some amazing things that happened in 2019 mm-hmm. that we totally loved. We OMG'd. We what the fucked. But... Guys, throughout the year, we had our own lives to live. Oh, didn't we? Off the, the show. We weren't just living in a, a social media In this apartment? Pop culture wine. No, we were not. Actual things so, happened? Amy, mm-hmm. why don't you share with me anything of this year that was like a feather in your cap? All right. Well, you know, I have to start by saying that this year, 2019, has been the most challenging year yes, I've had in a in a personal capacity of my whole life. Yeah. So when I look back on it, I I have a hard time saying 2019 was great in course, in any capacity. Yeah. But I can look back on moments in 2019 that made me feel good. Great. 
So the first one I'll mention is um, I got to see Hamilton on stage this year. You did. I was in Chicago for work and I had a free night and bought myself a ticket to see the musical Hamilton, Uh which I, since we started Podcast Rewind, I have been talking about how I gravitated to the soundtrack for the Broadway musical, which I am not alone with at all, so has a lot of the world. Not you, Erica not Jarvis. Me at all. It's not for you. Um, it's something that I've been wanting to see so badly for so long. It came through Orlando. I wasn't able to get a ticket, but it does have a permanent residency right now in Chicago. And I got to see Hamilton live on stage, and that was a great moment for me. I mean, that's great. Like, again, it's not for me, but anytime anybody gets to see a show that they love, I got I'm to do my so thing. I'm so excited for that person. Yeah, tell me something for your year. Well, I changed jobs this year. Back mm-hmm. in the spring, I got a brand new role. I left technology. I got more of into a project management role in our company that deals a lot more with our guests and our behind the scenes of it all. And I started that in this past May and just really am in, like loving this new transition. And then in November, I got the great news that I got status in the job. And yes. so no longer on a temporary assignment. If you have been listening to the show um, over a year and a half ago, unfortunately, I had lost my job in our company and was kind of like on a, these temporary gigs. But now I'm status. I'm here. I'm whole, planting roots, and it feels so good to kind of get all that back again. And that was a great way to end the year with that. Hey, you're status. You're on this team now. There's no end date. You live here. Best way. That's incredible. Yeah. Any other moments for you? Oh, I have I have so many more. One thing I definitely want to talk about is, um, you know, with the loss of my father, I really thought about who I am mm-hmm. and what spurs me, and it led me back to the game of golf. Yes. And, you know, golf is a thing that my father taught me from, you know, before I can remember. Yeah. I spent my, my childhood playing golf with my dad, and, you know, I, I so much – I, I did like the game. It frustrated me a whole lot. Uh, it's a very difficult game to learn. Mm-hmm. And it's never an easy game to play, no matter if you're Tiger Woods or not. You've, it's a difficult game. Um, but I always did try the best because I wanted to impress my dad. Yeah. And now without him, I've recommitted myself to the game. And I've spent a lot of time on the golf course in the last half of this year. And the... I equate it to church. Yeah. I love my time on the golf course. And for me, it has been healing. It's been connecting. It's also brought me closer in some other relationships in my life. It has been um, reconnecting with the game of golf has been an absolute godsend to me this year. That's awesome. Yeah. What else for you? Well, for me, like when you talk about like a church of it all and like reconnecting, um, I really – I've always seen people journal – Mm-hmm. And, like, have personal growth. And I didn't know how to do that for myself. Like, always want to be a better person and kinder to others and myself. And I didn't know what that looked like. And I listened to a podcast this year. And honestly, I think I learned, turned into, like, Good Morning America one morning, getting ready for work. And I heard this woman, Gabby Bernstein, just talking about this great book that she had written about Super Attractor and the universe and energy. I'm sorry, did you say Super Attractor? Yeah, Super oh, Attractor. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you said. 
Super attractor. That's a hard <laughs> thing to say. It's not easy. So um, really was kind of like diving into it, talked about it a lot with my therapist, and decided I would start reading more about it and got into a handful of different books and learning about the universe and energy and different ways to like manifest your own personal growth. And so like I've been having so much fun just understanding like all of like the great positive power we can like collect from others and the universe itself and putting out manifestation and it's hippie, it's dippy. In a couple of hours, I'm going to burn my like 2020 resolutions (laughs) for the year put it out to the universe and I'm kind of loving it because shit sucks right all of the time shit shit really sucks, sucks. Like, no. we didn't have bravo and wine it would be a really tough go at and it golf. And, and golf for sure for you um but having this like clarity and understanding that maybe there's a bigger power and live your best life and know that somebody else is looking out for you whatever faith looks like for you um Understanding it in new and more profound ways has been so exciting for me this year. And then like having conversations with other people who feel the same way and having deeper conversations for growth, like personal development has been so fun these last couple of months. And it's really helped me connect with other friends and grow. And I loved it so much. And I am so excited for what new things can come in 2020. And so it's been like a really cool way to end the year and just feeling like, clarity and just like light and like free i love so I that i really enjoyed it yeah uh, kind of going along that lines i did something this year that i've been um uh challenging myself to do for many years and i finally climbed a hurdle and i did it and then is that i took a solo vacation yeah you know i you know so while i i think that we're such an interesting dichotomy right now because like you're so much into reaching out and finding you know what it is outside that you can bring into yourself and feed yourself like I have gone so deep inside my own self Mm -hmm. and so this vacation that I took in August I went out to um, a beach town in Florida yeah and I spent four nights alone I played two rounds of golf I took myself to some bars, I took myself to some beaches, and I went completely insular inside of me. Yeah. And, you know, to me that brought out a lot as well and a lot of like uh, introspecting and learning. And in 2020, we'll talk about resolutions later, but that's, you know, I want to start taking that stuff that I've learned inside and like pushing it outwards and, and learning from others as well, but Taking that solo vacation is something I've wanted to do for a long time. Yeah. And getting to do that was really a high point for me in 2019. Can I mention before we move on just a couple of small things that I think are just like jewels in our caps for 2019? Sure. So we moved this year. Oh, I had that written down. We moved within like a week. We did. And it was. It was hectic. It was trash. It was was crazy. It was a lot. It was super a lot. But fucking worth it. But yeah, I, I can't mean, imagine living anywhere else right now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so basically we're hetero life mates right now. We've lived HLM. together a long time. And we were in an apartment that was like fine. But Literally only okay in hindsight. Um, we needed something to change. Yes. And it has been, it's been great that we moved. Um, I also want to bring up the fact that we both had a big revelation this year. And that is in the form of the Revlon hair dryer. <laughs> and, and you know who we have to thank? Your mother. 
My aunt. Oh, it was your aunt. Sue. Oh, my aunt Sue. Thank you, Aunt Sue. Who Cheers my, to you, sis. Who my grandmother loves more than anybody in the family is her daughter, Sue. Oh, I know. I've met your grams twice, and I know we love Suzanne. So my dad's one of four, but it's three boys and a girl. And, of course, my grandmother loves her daughter the most. Why wouldn't you? As they do. She introduced us to this Revlon hairdryer. She got my mom hooked. I'm hooked. I got you hooked. We got Beth hooked. We gave one to my sister-in-law, who was like, what is this? And... I was like, how are you not excited? Oh, we haven't told you about this yet. Anybody I can talk to about this hairdryer, I will. And it is game fucking changing. It is. And I want to say on top of that, I've learned about microfiber hair towels. Obsessed. And silk pillowcases. You're welcome. Those three things together. Look, I have problematic hair. You have an incredible crown of hair. Thank you. With or without anything. But your hair is looking fantastic. My hair, between that trifecta of the Revlon dryer, the microfiber towels, and the silk pillowcases, my hair has never been better. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to walk into 2020. Ugh. With a sleek do. That's right. I mean, the humidity will hit me in April and we'll talk again. <laughs> For sure. But until then, I have never been happier with my head of hair. No, definitely. One more thing I want to mention that has changed my life and I'm so excited about it is that my mom moved to Florida this year. Yeah. And, you know, circumstances being what they are, it's just so good to have her close to me. As somebody who has so many family members here now, mm-hmm. I'm a kid who grew up very, very far away from family. My parents and I, my brother moved quite a lot in our lives. We never lived close to family. And now that we're in Florida and everyone wants to move to us, nothing feels greater than having, okay, by the way, it's annoying to have 15 people at Thanksgiving, but I always have to remind myself when I get annoyed to kind of like in the back of my head go, you don't hate everybody. You're annoyed with everybody right now. You're so happy to be around family. Calm down. Like, you're okay, but I'm not accustomed to this. Mm-hmm. But it feels so good to know that your family was it is within a quick drive. There's no flight. There's nothing. Gas up the car, go, and you can be with the ones you love the most. It's so good for your soul. It's it's the greatest. It's exactly right. You know, like it was really highlighted this year that you know our family needed to get closer together, and um, it was a stressful process. And my mom stressed me the fuck out yeah. on her process of of driving down here with a cat and a dog and her Mustang and not telling me where she was on her drive from Michigan to Florida. But she's here safely now, and that's what matters the most. So, okay, have we talked enough about ourselves? I think we have, and I think we should play a game. Yes. Uh, There is something that I know that you have in store for me. I do. And so going back a little bit to – you know, we talked about some of our favorite episodes of podcast Rewind slash Happy Hour this year. And um, so, like, I wanted that Mount Everest episode to do know. so well. And it just didn't. But, Erica, really, you are the technical producer of this show. Thank you. You always have been, you know, I I structure things in a way. But you are, like, really the you know, like the bones of the operation, if you will, as far as getting us online. Yeah, see, look, I had a thing to say (laughs) about all of this. And so I know that you have been so excited to share, like, our end-of-the-year stats for this particular show with me. And um, I think you're going to surprise me with some things. So, Erica, we're going to go back into Happy Hour Rewind, talk for a little bit. Yep. What do you have for me? 
So, Amy, I want to ask you, you know, we talked about what our favorite shows are. Mm-hmm. And they're ours. But right, we we're biased. Have, we're super biased. But you guys have shared with us what your favorites are based on your downloads and your listens. And thank you to the beautiful world of statistics mm-hmm. and all of that good juju that we can get on the internet. We know what our top shows actually are. So, Amy, I want to know. You know. Okay, I know. And that's I where I'm going know. with this. Amy, I want to quiz you mm-hmm. on what you think our top shows are of this year. So, so when it comes to number, I got to ask you, are these most downloaded yes. or most like interacted with? Most downloaded. Most downloaded shows. So I want to go five to one, right? So let's start number five. Okay. So I have to, how should I do this? Should I guess what number five is? Yes. Or should I guess shows and you tell me where they are in the rankings Ooh. or if they're not there at all? I think I'm going to guess shows and you tell me if they appear in the list. So, okay. So, oof. Is that hard? Am it I screwing you I'm up? Gonna, I'm going to give you – no. Yeah, we're going to do it my way. Okay. Um, I'm going to make you guess number five to number one. Okay. So what do you think our fifth downloaded show of the year is? Um. Okay, I'm going to give you – so like let's play, let's pretend that I'm on um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire right yeah. now. You know how like they get to talk it out until sure. this, is my final, out. Yeah. this is my final answer? Absolutely. Okay. So I think that when we switched over – from Podcast Rewind to Happy Hour Rewind, we got a surge. Uh-huh. I don't know this to be a fact because yeah. you're the stat person. Um, but I think that we did. So if I'm going to guess number five, I'm going to guess that it's somewhere in the Podcast Rewind realm. And I'm going to guess that it's when we, over the summer, we weren't releasing shows. We were um, doing rewinds of the Rewind. Uh-huh. So I'm going to guess that number five is the Rewind of the Sugar Babies episode. Incorrect. Okay. Number five is a show that you titled The Great Facts Bait. The show all about vaccination. That was a good show. It was and such a good show. You know, was it one of your favorites of the I'm, year? I'm going back over. No, I didn't write that down as one of my favorite shows, but I didn't, I did really. Well, you know what? I really liked doing that show, but I felt like. I got so angry yeah. when I was doing the research that I kind of like I enjoyed recording it, but I was angry that week in the research. And it's one of those shows that we also had to like share our true colors, mm-hmm. and that's hard for us sometimes when we have to explain like I hate a fucking multi-level marketing scheme. True story. I hate a pyramid scheme, and if you're in it, know that I judge you. I want better for you, but I'm gonna have to tell my true selves. With this, we had to really explain. Fucking vaccinate your babies. Vaccinate your fucking children. Yes. Goddamned hippie fucking monsters. Well, sorry, when, I know that you said you were hippie earlier, but like, I that, with that bullshit. I, I would always vaccinate. But okay, so with that being said, let's move along. What do you think number four might be? Okay, so. If number five was the great vax bait. Okay, number five was the great vax bait. So, okay, can I ask you one other thing? Mm-hmm. If I guess something that's a great show but out of order, can I'll you I'll tell get, you the number. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, great. Okay, so I think number four is If You Seek Britney from May 15th. It's not. Is it on the top five? It's not. That is too bad because If You Seek Britney appears on one of my favorite shows to have recorded this year. And one of the shows, I will say from a statistic perspective, got us the most comments and engagement. And so that fight that we had in a weird way, If You Seek Amy was, is, a song of Britney's, which mm-hmm. is supposed to spell the letters F-U-C-K-Me. 
fuck me. Yeah, fuck me. So when we decided to do this Britney Spears show, I was like, we should call it If You Seek Britney. And you were like, I'm not sure. Well, because I didn't get it because yeah. I don't know her catalog as well as you. Thank you. <laughs> and we posted it. And within seconds, people were like, oh, my God, If You Seek, Kate, if you seek Britney, kill her. And I was like, but you know what? Sometimes when we know, we know. And we have to tell the other person, listen to me. I got this. So, well, what one of the things that I've learned over the year, though, is the better our title is, the more downloads we typically get. Yeah. So I'm surprised – that does not appear on the list. But speaking of, mm-hmm. because a great title gets a great download, number four is Bamboozled and Led Astray, yes. the Fire Festival story. Well, we also were so timely with that mm-hmm. episode. We came in with that episode. We crushed that. You know, we always on Podcast Rewind, we're trying to stay on top of the hot topics. And now on Happy Hour Rewind, we have the luxury of talking about whatever we want. Yeah. The hot topics to whatever the hell totally. we want. So, yeah, that Bamboozled and Led Astray episode was... Of course. That makes sense. Fire Festival gold. So, number three, Amy, mm-hmm. what do you think might have really resonated with our fans, old and young? Oh, you're giving me a hint, aren't you? Old and young. Um, well, okay, our Zennial, like, We Are Zennials podcast was in 2018, so I know that it's not that. It's not that. I can only think of old in relation to It's a Podcast Pamela. No. Okay, what was number three? So old Mm -hmm. and young, but like sugar, sugar. (gasps) Oh, honey, honey. Oh, honey, honey. Okay, so the Sugar Sugar Baby episode episode was number three. Not the rewind of it. The actual episode comes in at number three. Yeah. I actually thought it would be number one. I think it's the old people that kept – Hitting up our DMs, just kept going back and listening and like, listening like, and listening and listening. Like your high school teacher? Oh, they can just go back to the episodes and listen. <laughs> yeah, we did talk about that. Okay, okay so <laughs> Sugar ba- so sugar Babies is number three. I don't know where to go from here with two and one. Okay, so do you just want me to give you some hints? No. Uh, oh. Well, oh, if you could oh, cleverly oh. give me a hint. So I would resolve for number two <laughs> that you guess. Uh-huh. It's almost a year old, this episode. Okay. You said resolve. It's almost a year old. So um, thinking back to January. Oh, our resolutions episode. Mm-hmm. Our first episode of 2019 comes Correct. in at number two, doesn't Resol- it? Really? We are resolved. Came in at number two. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So. I think people are interested when it comes down to it. Like when. Sometimes I'm interested in like a New Year's resolution in June uh-huh. or October. I think that might Sometimes have Sometimes there's res- a mid-year resonated. resolution. That's what I mean. That we all you need may to have do. resonated. Mm-hmm. But number one. Okay. I yeah. pray that this is easy for you. Yo, you pray. I pray that this episode that you and I both loved, mm-hmm. we flat out loved it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, baby. It's been you right around. The Flat Earthers episode. I think that is one of the most... It's crazy because behind the curve, the documentary is not 2019, like I was saying earlier. Oh, yeah. But this, de- it's terrifying. Oh, yeah. The Flat Earther debate is like a Still real happening. thing. They have yearly conventions, as we talked about. So are you fucking kidding me? The Flat Earther episode yeah. from April 23rd is our most downloaded episode Blows of the everything year. out of the water. Now, you know what? You and I, when we were doing those Podcast Rewind topical episodes, were always waiting for a little bit of flashback from the internet. Yeah. And when we, do you remember, it was in 2018, 
and it's hard for us to speak about because we called it Untitled, but the incels episode that we did, I was waiting for the incels to come at us. Well, because we, I didn't tag it. I didn't do anything. I didn't meta tag our show. I was Neither. a little yeah. fucking nervous because those guys murder and terrifying. I did not need to be murdered. Right. I have a lot of things to do this year. <laughs> Next year and this decade beyond. But um, I, I have do, rent to pay. I do recall because we released that on April 23rd that that weekend was Easter. Yeah. And that my mom and sister were in town. I actually do remember being at Easter brunch with my mom and my sister and Twitter going off. Uh-huh. And some flat earther tweeted yes. at us. And, and we both were like. <laughs> and I said to my mom and my sister, oh my God. The podcast is getting tweeted at by a hater. Yeah. We got that one tweet and then it didn't and it went storm away. up. It Very went, quickly. It went, went away. But um, okay. I can believe that because yeah. you guys, we need to be afraid of flat earthers. <laughs> so afraid. <laughs> I'm, I'm like so afraid. Not even lying about that. Yeah. But you know what? That's interesting. That was interesting stuff. Thank you for sharing that with I'm me. I'm so happy to. Like, I love a stat. I love seeing what our downloads are. I love seeing where people are listening. It's kind of my favorite thing every week as we're uploading the show, kind of taking a little quick and, like, gander and seeing that, you know, people in New Zealand are listening. Someone in Japan took a listen. South Africa. South Africa. Mm-hmm. Lithuania. Sweden. Canada. California. Worldwide. Nothing makes me happier than seeing where y'all are listening to us. It's... Like, it makes everything worthwhile. I know it's so fucking cheesy, but it's so true. Let's make one podcast resolution that we get an Antarctica listen this year. Would fucking love. Okay, let's hit all seven. To get all seven continents. Yeah, and that's what we need. All we need is Antarctica, and we're fucking golden. You guys are crushing it. But second resolution would be a new podcast logo because – Thank you so much for bearing with us and our <laughs> trash logo right now. 2020 we'll get resolution is to get a new one. But you know what? Amy and I also have our own resolutions in general. And we just want to quickly share how we want to end this year. Well, start next year. And not start only start next the next year, start the next decade. Okay. Can I talk to you about the next decade? Let's do that. So, I heard this amazing fact the other day. Okay. Is this what you're going to surprise me yes. with? Yes. Yes. Babies who were born in the 80s. Uh-huh. That's us. Are us. Are going to go into 2020 mm-hmm. having lived in four decades mm-hmm. without ever turning 40 yet. <gasps> Is that special? I think so. Is that a thing that like, like 70s, 70s babies went into the 10s doing the same thing, right? How yeah, is that but different? like it's just good. Oh, wow. Okay. Thanks, guys. I'm out. <laughs> Have a fucking good night. Goodbye. No, I'm sorry. Well, so we've lived in four decades and two millennials and we have not turned 40 yet. Uh, okay. No, that is interesting. No, that is interesting. Bye. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was trying to figure Tonight. out how that was different than anything else. You can stop with your sass anytime now. No, I just was like, so yeah, two millennials, anybody- four decades, you're not 40. How is that possible? Do you know what I mean? Like, if you think about it. Well, it's always special that we have spanned a millennium. I mean, there are only a very few. Yes, that's exactly. You know, pieces of the humanity that have spanned millenniums. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like we were talking about earlier, like, you are a 20s person and now you're it's actually, my favorite decade in the you're entire world you're actually about to live in the 20s yes I cannot wait to roar into the roaring 20s 
with Barbara Walters in a few hours. And I'll say something like I have an obsession with numbers and orders of numbers and I am just so excited to go into 2020. I can't tell you how it makes... I look makes... forward to the calmness that maybe comes your way. No, literally I think <laughs> I may never have been calmer than to like not... Like you might have a big O at midnight and just like the calm of it all might wash all over you. Right. Like I've almost never, you know, like having two even numbers in this order is just, that oh, feels so good. <laughs> But anyway, literally, personally, Amy Randolph, I do have some resolutions going into this next year and this next decade. Of course, let's get all the bullshit out of the way first. I want to sleep better. I want to drink a little less. I want to eat better. I want to lose weight. Blur, 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 blur. Yeah. Here are some things that I specifically want to do, though. Uh-huh. I want to start bullet journaling. Now, a bujo. I do want to start a bujo. This is not a new concept. I think it really came into popularity at the end of 2017, mm-hmm. beginning of 2018. Yeah. It's still um, fairly new. But, you know, what draws me to it is um, I have a scrapbooking background. Mm-hmm. My mom is a master scrapbooker. And, you know, I had a period where I was a big crafter in college and in my early 20s, and I've really gotten out of it. Not relate. So much. (laughs) I know you can't, but it really is a big thing for me. I've been a knitter, a crocheter, all these things. I don't have the, um, like, I don't know. I I don't have the jive or whatever it is to get back into doing those kind of craft things, but I do want to start to record my good stuff, bad stuff. I want to start to talk about my goals in like a bullet journal and those bullet journals like require stickers and coordination and that is something that I think that I want to bring some of my craftiness back into my life and also just some structure and um, setting small goals to reach toward big goals for myself. What is a resolution of yours? Well, so for me, I really want to kind of like rise my vibration. Mm -hmm. I want to have a really strong positive energy because I really think that like if I have a really strong positive energy, I'll continue to attract positive energy Mm -hmm. and kind of live at that level. And I think that I'll be able to handle things better. I think things might not bother me as much. I think that I'll be able to handle a weird situation in a higher, better way and then not be bothered by it. I'm a huge empath and I think that you know that I do somebody's bad day can take me down and mm-hmm. I want to course correct that and I really want to move forward in like that higher vibration way and I'm really excited for that awesome yeah well now you make me feel silly because I'm going to share one more resolution and it's like super simple compared to that yeah. but I just want to watch more scripted tv this year <laughs> A program? Because I want to watch a program. You want to watch a program? I watch so much reality TV and I love it. But I was the other day reading like um, the best scenes of 2019 on Uh some BuzzFeed list of television. And I had seen literally zero of them. And I thought, you know, you really need to watch more scripted television in 2020. So I want to do that. I also want to like make and sure movies. my I want to watch more movies too. I also want to make sure my Instagram is a lot less curated and that if I want to post a photo and I want to post a photo, I do that, but also I still want to be cognizant like for the show and my blog mm-hmm. and still be providing content that isn't dumb and stupid but still is like I love these shoes, I'm going to post these shoes and just kind of be yeah. a little bit more like free with it and I want to 
have a lot more time away from my phone with social media and a lot less comparison. Like that is like the death of creativity. Sure. You know, so much of that all and just like kind of heightened a lot of things. I super support that for yeah. you because like I've seen you be, you know, very interested in the curation of your Instagram and like we'll go out for a happy hour. I'm like, post a picture and you're like, oh no, it doesn't fit. Yeah. You know, I would I would love to see that in you. I love that. Oh, um, you just want to see your face on my Instagram. Well, yes. <laughs> but uh, no, I do love yeah. that freeing yeah. this for you. No, and I, I'm not being selfish. I'm really not. Like I, I do know. love that for you. Yeah. Oh, it's my Instagram. I'll do what I want with it. I'll put your face on it when I want to. Or you won't. Or I'll put this silly show on it. No, I love the show the most. But I also really want to commit to a lot more with this show and I want to engage more sure. with those that are listening to our show and like we said, get a logo, maybe get some koozies, you know, do some things, get the like Happy Hour Rewind out there in the universe more. We've got three downloads in Lithuania. What can I do to get 12? <laughs> Honestly, that's how I feel. It's a true story. Um, I'll say one one more thing before we wrap up. Jeffrey Epstein is a monster, but he hashtag didn't kill himself. Oh my god, Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. Not entirely. That sure is one I've... thing we took away from 2019. Um, one thing that I don't know how to take away from 2019 is Natalia Grace, a child or a 30 year old psychopath. I don't know. I hope 2020 brings us the answers that we were looking for in 2019. Me too. And I hope that it continues to bring us so many more episodes of Happy Hour Rewind, so many more bottles of really yummy champagne. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so many great conversations with all of our rewinders and all of our friends. Moving into this next decade, I cannot wait to continue to podcast with you in this podcast nook we have created. In this little corner of the podcast world that we're in, all of the things that we are going to intake in 2020, we're going to put right back out. That We're going to pick what we love. We're going to put it right back out into this podcast. And God willing, we'll stay friends. So far, so good. (laughs) So guys, whatever you do to wrap up 2019, rolling into 2020, you know the fucking drill. Whatever you do. Do not forget to be kind and rewind. Bye. Cheers to 2020, bitches. We love you. Bye.